Hello and welcome to Poolside Podcast. My name's Derek. And my name is Jay. And today we are reviewing Beartooth's fourth album, Below. And before we do so, I just want to remind you that you can find us on Instagram at Poolside Podcast, all one word. If you subscribe to our Patreon, you'll get a bonus show called Broside Broadcast, stickers, and more. Subscribe at patreon.com slash poolsidepodcast. Every dollar from Patreon goes right back into the show and really helps out with production, designs, and sometimes bonus perks in Patreon. So if you head over there and subscribe to the $5 tier, $10 tier, you're not going to regret it. Absolutely. And like he said, every dime goes right back into the show, and we love our Patreons here at Poolside. So thank you very much, patrons. But speaking of at Poolside Podcast, we have a TikTok account. We do. That's right. We have conformed to social media norms, I guess. And we have a special video for this album specifically so just head over there on tiktok and enjoy uh jay's video he made for this i was sitting in traffic <laughs> people were watching going like seven miles an hour i wasn't even going seven miles an hour. <laughs> I, was, I was straight up on the break damn all right well we're not going to go into the history of this band just because i feel like they're so well established like we would just kind of be repeating ourselves. We have reviewed uh, this band's first album, Disgusting, in a retro review. So if you want our previous thoughts about them and everything, we kind of went into that on the Disgusting review. So check that out. Also, I'm sure at some point we may get to like disease and like aggressive if we ever re- return to retro reviews. But right now that's just not part of the show. But who knows? Maybe sometime. Right. So first up, we have a lot. I have a lot of recurring likes and dislikes for this album. Derek, did you did you have any? So this is one of those albums that not really. I don't have any like recurring likes or dislikes. The things that I liked about this album, each song kind of has its own flavor of something that does well. And then as far as dislikes, there's nothing really overly offensive about this. I don't think. I had no honest dislikes myself, but there were like a few times where I know that we agreed that we wouldn't talk about the mix because like it's very intentional how, we, how they did this. But there, there's like a few times where I just feel like it, it's hard to hear all the instruments because everything is at peak. Right. So I don't know. I'd like to hear everything. Everybody's putting in, I guess, actually, it's all just <laughs> just Caleb. <laughs> right. But, you know, he put in the work like I want to hear the work, you know, for sure. Likes. Uh, I love the insane use of dynamic and fall off here. That is not... Uh, unknown to Beartooth at all. That is pretty much all they are. And the guitar tone and riff style in this is awesome. I, I love this new like down tempo thing they got going. So I'm going to be commenting on that a lot because I definitely feel like it has been given a major facelift since the likes of, you know, disease all the way back to disgusting. So yeah, that love it. Okay. So I did lie. The recurring like that I do like is the guitar tone because compared to disease, And like the other albums, Guitar Tone is on point on this album. And I have to say, very unique. You know, I feel like there's not a lot of other bands that, you know, are kind of going this route. Beartooth also is not leaning into like the gent core style of music that everyone seems to be doing these days. Everyone. Uh, before we know it, we're all just, everybody's going to be playing a six string bass. That's where we're going to be at. And I know that's the the cringe takeaway there, but prove me wrong like (laughs) here we are like the thing that i like about beartooth is that 
Caleb left Attack Attack, which was very much so at the time, like in 2012, leaning into the more metal metalcore side of things. And I feel like he created Beartooth to have a sound that has more longevity. Because if you listen to this, like, yeah, it may sound like 80s rock or whatever, but when did people stop liking 80s rock? Right. You know, people still listen to, you know, Metallica and Anthrax and Testament, you know? Yeah. There's people who only listen to that stuff, like my brother, but he still enjoys Beartooth because of that. So I feel like that also includes that niche. So that that's also a very smart marketing move. Yeah. And as far as like gent bands and like these progressive bands, like those bands were very much inspired by bands like Meshuga or just mm-hmm. other bands like Architects. And I'm just saying, who knows how long like that trend is going to stay running because at some point it all ends up sounding very similar. Yeah, we're, there's definitely a cap. Like there's only so much you can do. That's why we wound up with like seven string guitars. And now, I mean, it's pretty common to have an eight string guitar, which in 2014 was just mind blown yeah. like eight strings on one instrument what the fuck is that a piano like there, there's only so much you can do before it's just convoluted so and we're also getting to the point because of things like that like we're hearing so much of the same that music is starting to really depend more on songwriting than who has the heaviest riff or who can shred the most Oh, yeah, definitely. And I feel like this one was definitely a very uh, much more, I'm not going to say the most, but much more poetic than the likes of Disease, which I feel like was, I don't know, just kind of lazy lyricism. I completely agree with that. The lyrics in this were a nice change of pace and took a different approach, I feel like. Definitely. You know, this, I'm not going to liken them in subject matter, but this is the same, like, poetic lyricism that was present in the likes of disgusting which i feel like is why so many people flocked to Beartooth mm-hmm. was that just absolute raw lyricism and i feel like this is very much akin to that but a different look yeah it's a very different outtake um that we're seeing here so that's that's nice to see because that's where i kind of fell off was that like very i don't know self-reflective it was very like negative so it just didn't vibe with me i know it was meant to be like a self-help thing and people were supposed to you know vibe with it and get better but it was lost on me and i'm sure there's others like me who didn't relate to that so they're like i'm not gonna listen to this (laughs) i think something that a lot of people forget is that these musicians are very close to us in the age like caleb shomo is younger than i am he's 28 years old He turns 29 this December. Yeah, he's a year older than me. So, like, we're in a way growing up with these bands. The only difference is that their job is being a musician. But they're going through, like, the same things, like, emotionally and mental health-wise. Like, there's no difference of just because they get on stage and do something that they're having a different experience necessarily with their own mental health. Right. You know, and I very much see that in Beartooth lyricism, you know, going back to disgusting was 2014. Like I could have related with a lot of that in 2014 and I did relate with a lot of that in 2014, but I fell out of it. And so I really wasn't a avid listener until, you know, this one and this one, I, you know, again, I relate to these lyrics. They're very good. They're positive. They're uplifting. Yeah, there's definitely a shift between the lyrics that Caleb Shomo wrote when he was 21 compared to what he's writing at 28. So I just appreciate that 
progression and that we are seeing that progression that he's not leaning on a certain style to be a crutch yeah because we definitely you know we had made the i guess summated that you know he was selling this self-help music that he was leaning on depression as a marketing tactic right and i i guess this kind of you know debunks that absolutely and there's some lyrics that kind of debunk that as well because he's very self-aware on this but with that said Let's get right into the review. So the way we grade albums on Pulseside Podcast, for anyone who's new here, is we'll give a song one point. If we like the song and have minimal complaints, we'll give a song half a point. If the song had some stuff we liked, but also had some things that we didn't like. And we'll give a song zero points if the song hurts the overall album, doesn't fit, or if we just don't like it personally. Absolutely. So let's get right into this. First up is the title track below. All right, so that was Below, and I was very... This is an interesting opener. (laughs) For sure, and the intro has that feedback that we heard on the Sick EP that we heard on Disgusting, but once the full instrumental comes in, it kind of picks up where Disease left off. Yeah, no, I definitely like it. The only con that I have on this, and I'm going to do cons first real quick, is that intro feedback. Just put a fucking limiter on the on the just on that but that's part. not like, rock and roll that's not rock and roll that's what he wants i had to sit there in the car like with a twinge like oh okay okay I'm jay we're just now, getting you know? old <laughs> i guess that's what it is we're just old now but other than that like it was great <laughs> i loved every other bit every moment after but like damn that that high feedback like right before the drums come in i was just like squinting like oh god bro <laughs> it's uncomfortable it is but insane opener i i love the high energy like right off the bat it's like that classic bear tooth sound you could really hear that there's like fun in there there's emotion in there a lot went into this and he wants you to know about it but most of all you can just like feel that hot energy just yeah. coming off like it's just it's mean and it's warm it just wants you to fucking know about it and the lyrics six 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 feet in my hell below basically tells me that this is going to be more of a rock album which has been established since aggressive so if you've not liked an album since aggressive you're not going to like this album nope just here to tell you (laughs) (laughs) sorry about it but you're not gonna like it and on aggressive he had the lyrics if rock and roll's dead you can kill me right now so if that didn't tell you where Beartooth was headed i don't know what you were expecting yeah he's gonna keep banging his head until his brain rots we can do these Beartooth puns all day trust me all day (laughs) I appreciate that there's really only guitar panned right in the verse. It just gives the song more of an open feeling that you would expect from, I guess, a traditional rock song and gives Mm -hmm. the vocals room to be heard. 
I definitely agree with that. Having that like space in there, you know, use of silence is something that yeah, uh, Beartooth is known for. It, they do it very well. It's not a lot. It's like just enough. And I feel like Caleb Shomo has really refined his formula there. And I think we're seeing like a very finished product mm-hmm. or a very close to perfect finished product at this point. Yeah, it doesn't always need to just be a wall of sound. So he uses that lack of sound to really emphasize what is there. Right. So in that, um, drums are very important in this because they have those stops in the kicks. Mm-hmm. So the guitar is playing the kicks, those stops in the kicks, and then you know they fill with cymbals and stuff like that. It's just expertly done. And throughout this entire album, I have a lot to say about the drums. I, I was highly impressed. I wish other bands would do this. I know the guitar is a little bit, I'm going to use the word loose, mm-hmm. because that's it's a stylistic approach. They could play clean if they wanted to, but I'm going to use the word loose as a stylistic approach. But the drums, however, kind of are super super duper tight and they just have like soul to them they have the swing to them yes. you know and it just it accents those silences so very well and i'm just so impressed by that through all of that feedback they were able to do that absolutely and surface level once you get to the chorus it sounds like your standard bear tooth chorus it's catchy sing along as always but there's a lead guitar in there that gives it more depth and that's something that i feel like bear tooth songs maybe only really started featuring like on disease and i'm glad that he's continued that on because maybe like in a more traditional rock sound of where he's drawing this influence from because like it's obvious he's not getting influence from like lady gaga or like i don't know uh shadow of intent for this music (laughs) like he's definitely drawing inspiration from like classic rock 80s rock but he's taking it a step further and applying some more modern elements to it and that would be like that lead guitar just to give it a little bit more beef in there they definitely did a great job at rhythm versus lead guitar and you'll see in the breakdown it, it just works super duper well it was formulated super well each part is just very structured and honestly it was simple and it just works i I feel like that was something that i guess i was missing even though i'm a breakdown nerd you know it was just nice to have like something simple and just like high energy and just Mm -hmm. vibey you know you can just get into it but it kept it high energy which i really appreciate it's just a little bit of breakdown and then like right back into that verse riff it just worked great good job now i can say this because i've been a day one fan so like caleb screaming vocals to me sound better than ever And I feel like they really shine in the breakdown. But as someone who's not really been around for this band, what were the screaming vocals like for you on this? I really enjoyed them. I thought that they were maybe a homage back to, you know, that on Disgusting. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they were definitely more refined. I feel like they weren't overdone at any point. He wasn't like trying to be super clean. He wasn't trying to be like the lowest gutturals. It was just getting it out there it was emotion filled it was honest it was raw and uh, i appreciate that very nice so did you have any more pros or any more cons for this uh nope that was it what about you just overall i think that this is a good intro to the album there's good transitions in here a catchy chorus a very good breakdown and it flows in a way that's just fun to listen to that is true yep uh so how many points did you give this guy I gave this song one point, probably one of their better album openers, I'd say. I agree with that, and I also gave it a point. Awesome. So the next song up is Devastation. There's something in the water, it washed away. 
So when I said I didn't have any recurring likes on this, I kind of lied. Something on this album is that he took elements from previous releases, like Disgusting and Sick EP, and kind of baked it into this album. And they're not super straightforward, but if you've been around for a while with Beartooth, you'll realize that he's using some things. And one of the things that really stuck out on this song for me is that there are guitar harmonics in the verse, and that's very reminiscent of older songs like Relapsing from Disgusting or Fire from Disease. Oh yeah, definitely. I want to say I tried learning Relapsing. It might have been beaten in lips, and I'm trying real hard to place which one it was. But going back and forth between the, the chords and doing the pinches was so hard bro he does it so quick like that percussive picking style yeah that's just something you're like it sounds cool it's i'm not even going to like try to attempt that no i could play complex polyrhythms but it's just like it's just mind-bending like he just does it so damn quick so i will admit i have more cons for this song than i have pros oh just to me the intro doesn't feel like something that was too difficult to write and was used more as a vehicle to get to the verse. I kind of get that. That's kind of like ass backwards from how we would normally have that con. Yeah. Because normally it would be, you know, the verse is just there to get to the chorus. Yeah. But I, I definitely feel that. I definitely also feel like the verse was the strong part. So it makes sense. But namingly because of that guitar riff in there. Overall, the lyrics feel pretty cryptic to me, and we had talked about this song on our singles of the week, I think end of April, Yes, and I kind of said the same thing back then. I didn't really connect with this song so much then because this was the lead single for this album. So this was the first exposure we got to Below. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't really impressed. And when I listened to this album for the first time from start to finish, I liked this song more. And I'll go ahead and say this. As an album song, the song is fine. As an individual song, don't care for it so much. I could get that. You know, like if you were going to do a cover to cover anyway, I feel like this is definitely a good track too. For sure. I, I feel like it definitely it rides the energy of Blow and like really pushes you into the next song. And I mean, that breakdown is just, it's such a swing. I, I absolutely love that with the build up and everything is just mm, in that drop that shit in there. But uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely feel like this uh, maybe won't be the one that people like pick out. I think that it got so popular so quick because people were like, oh shit, new bear. Yeah. Song. But I, I think that there's there's better meat and potatoes on this album than this song there was just nothing exactly like relatable in like his usage of vocabulary in the song for the lyrics like i know that he was trying to get a message across that message just didn't resonate with me necessarily it's for somebody <laughs> it's for somebody i'm just not that somebody but i still feel like in the breakdown there was an opportunity for Caleb to show off some screaming vocals like he's talented we know he can do it but at the same time I kind of understand it because it's just more of a groovy breakdown mm -hmm. I don't know who's to blame on that maybe they should have done it maybe I'm just being picky <laughs> 
I, I definitely feel like, you know, he could have put, like, just a nasty... Go for the, uh, the, the Linkin Park scream. Just 17 yeah. seconds of fucking scream. He could do it. He totally could. I just wanted more excitement in the breakdown, basically. You know, I, I feel like he's always very modest mm-hmm. with his, his vocals because, you know, again, his singing vocals are good. His screams are good, but he never, like, shows off, I feel like. And he could. Caleb, like, he come could on. Easily. Show off. <laughs> Show off a little bit. Throw a little razzle-dazzle in there. But I don't completely dislike this song. I think that, of course, the chorus is catchy, and it's your standard Beartooth chorus, which, good for them. Yes. They have a style. I want Beartooth to sound like Beartooth. I don't need Beartooth to sound like Architects. I don't need them to sound like Bring Me the Horizon. Like They are doubling down on the rock side of things, and good for them. We need more of this. We need more alternative music in the alternative music scene. I'm not saying people can't go pop, but someone needs to write this kind of music. Yeah, no, there definitely has to be an outlayer. Uh, otherwise, we're just radio music. Exactly. And I don't know about you, but actually, I do know about you, but <laughs> I didn't come to the scene for pop music. I came to it because it yeah. sounded alternative. But yeah, so getting back in there, I wonder, he says... Is the energy fading away from me? Does Red Bull know about this? <laughs> Come on, Caleb. Pump some Red Bull into your veins. They just pick them up out of the closet and they syringe them with Red Bull. Just. But I appreciate, like you had mentioned before in the last song, they're just being more of a focus on the drums and the fact that they're just not timekeepers. Because I feel like we have seen a progression from disgusting all the way until now that he is a legit drummer. Yes. He's not just writing parts to be a role player. I love seeing the evolution also. I spent all day listening to the old Beartooth albums and like seeing the progression from disgusting all the way up to disease. Disease wasn't bad. There was some good ass drums in there. Right. You know, he did a great job. Like disease is when he started being more stylistic. Yes, very much so. This one, though, I, it's stylistic. It does a great job keeping time, but it also has like that soul in there. Like you got the feeling in the guitar. You know, you, you can feel the human in there. You got the human in the vocals. Um, but the drums up till this point just were like a thing that they needed. So they had to have them. Mm-hmm. But now now they have some spice, some some pizzazz in there, you know, and uh, I'd love that. I appreciate that, especially on this song. I feel like this song is one of the best examples of that. And I won't lie, like a lot of people in the scene want to focus on riffs and everything. I think it's more important for us to have Caleb as a good vocalist and drummer than to have Caleb as a good vocalist and riff writer. I could agree with that, yeah. We have enough riffs. Give (laughs) us some really good drums, because clearly it stands out to us. Definitely. I I definitely feel like there are maybe a small handful of drummers that I could name off with like famous drum lines in the scene, but, I mean, fuck, I could accidentally pick a right riff. Point-wise, what did you give this? Did you have any cons? Any more pros? The only con that I really had for this one, other than, you know, the, the stuff I had discussed earlier, which is nonsense. Right. I feel like the mix on this track is better than Below, which is kind of weird. Okay. I feel like this one is cleaner, which if you're going for, you know, dirty and fuzzy and that muff thing, fine. But, you know, like, be consistent about it. I feel like this one is cleaner than Below, and it's cleaner than the next track, The Past is Dead. So that kind of irks me a little bit, but I'm not going to deduct them for that. 
And just for me overall, I think, you know, listening to this album as a whole, I wouldn't skip this song. It's not a bad song. It fits in with the rest of the album instrumentally and vocally. Unlike Disease, which had multiple songs that some of those were completely out of character, like Believe. That was like more of a like pop punk. Yeah. And then we had Enemy, which was essentially a Wage War track. <laughs> and then Used and Abused, which was something like... <laughs> None of those were necessarily bad songs, but compared to the other songs around them, they didn't fit. So even though I'm not crazy about this song, I still feel like it fits the album. And I just want to say, like, just because this song doesn't check all the boxes for me, and I could see this possibly as being a lackluster Beartooth song, Caleb still showed that he understands good song structure. Definitely. I, I think it served its purpose. It did a good job. I gave this one a point. I gave this song half a point, but six months from now, I don't see my mind changing because even from like two months ago, I still feel the same way. So I don't see myself disliking this song more in the future. So next up, we have The Past is Dead. Well, we can't go back. We don't know where to So here we have In Between 2.0 <laughs> with the intro with the O's. I, I don't know. I liked it. I think this is like a feel good song. I think it keeps the energy like high from the last two tracks, but it like redirects it, like reshapes it, I guess, into like this vibey, dancey way. The drums have like a nice build up into the full instrumental. I definitely appreciate that too. And what I was saying earlier with like the, the little pizzazz on the drums, mm -hmm. just like going hard as fuck on the snare, you know, just that, yeah. that build up. I don't know. It's appreciated because all I hear all day long is like super fucking clean drums, like so clean and just like having that emotion in there, a little bit of soul is really nice. So there's the transition from the verse to the pre-chorus that lyrically and instrumentally are aligned. Oh, really? You may not catch it like right away because it sounds so perfect. You're like, oh yeah, this is how it should sound. But once you like read the lyrics and you're listening to the instrumental, it's a flawless transition that a lot of people don't seem to like take advantage of because like whenever the pre-chorus starts is whenever like the lyrics kind of like transition perfectly to the next part. Like not a play on words necessarily, but he just leads into it perfectly. It's not like a different set of lyrics. See, I guess that's one of the perks of, you know, Caleb being the one who writes all the music yeah. or records all the music, you know, because you don't have to like convey that in words to another person. You can just go do it. So that maybe that's why it's it's the secret advantage. And to pull the curtains back for a second, out of any of the songs on this album, I listened to this song the most in preparation of the review. I listened to this song like 30 times. Like it may be the most basic because in a way it's like structurally copy and paste. Yes. There's nothing too surprising. But whenever there's something so basic like that, there's a little bit more to it. It's almost like pop music in a way. It's like just because it's simple structurally doesn't mean that there's not more to it. Again, those drums, man, it was not copy and paste, though. It might sound like it, but those drums are played straight through. Each one's different. And the use of toms in the song, in the verses, 
is what helps progress this song so much. I definitely agree. Because I'm not sure if you noticed, but like this song really isn't that isn't really symbol heavy at all. The only time they're really used is in the chorus or the bridge. Right. Yeah. No, it, it's it's very light. There's a lot of snare hits in there. There's uh, like a little bit of ride, but that's it. You know, it, it's not. Uh, I feel like the symbols are to make things heavier, to accent. Yes. You know, those fall offs. And this just doesn't really have that, which is fine. But I, I definitely think it works. I think it keeps it all together. I keeps it nice and tidy. And yeah, maybe it's simple, but simple works in this case. I mean, this has been on my favorites of the year since it came out. This single was the one that I was like, okay, I'm into Beartooth again. I have my like professional thoughts, I guess. Mm. But just being a fan, like sometimes you just have to stop taking music so seriously. Right. And this is just a fun song. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And I mean, the breakdown in there, I, w- I was actually surprised. I didn't think there was going to be a breakdown in this, but uh, I-, I think it worked very well despite being just basically a four four chug like Mm. like it wasn't anything super special there wasn't like crazy arpeggios in between the chugs but i don't know i liked it it was high energy you know you could bob your head to it i feel like people are gonna like walk out an mma to this song i could see like right at that breakdown but this just has one of my favorite bear tooth courses because it's fun to listen to and it's just nice that it's not emotionally draining which a lot of Beartooth music in the past has been emotionally draining. That was my pretty much one complaint, as I mentioned earlier, is that, you know, Beartooth, it's emotionally taxing to listen to mm-hmm. for somebody who maybe doesn't relate to it. This album in a whole, and this song especially, I feel like is very mature. It's a, a very mature outlook, and it's a very pretty much uh, positive one as well. For it, sure. It's very... Uh, inspiring so did you have any cons or anything the only con that i had was kind of sharing the same as devastation i feel like the mix on this is much more favorable than the non-single tracks for me just overall the song was a good reset like i mentioned for being a beartooth fan and it gave me the hype for this album that i think was necessary because devastation didn't really do it for me because it sounded like a b-side at first but this sounded like a fresh beartooth song This definitely sounded very fresh, not based in any way. It was just, you know, organic, I guess is a good word for it. Point wise, what do you give this? I gave this one a whole point. I really enjoy this one, actually. I gave this one point also. So next up we have Fed Up. So, Jay, I would guess that you're not fed up with this album. Uh, No, no, I definitely really enjoyed this. I I wish that I had pre-ordered a vinyl because good luck fucking finding one of those now. Thankfully, I did whenever they released The Past is Dead. I didn't think that I was going to like it. I like the singles that like those were fine, but they always have like one or two songs that I enjoy. But I didn't think I'd like it enough as a whole to actually buy it. But I fucked up because I actually really like this album. (laughs) So far, I'm three for three for like albums that I've pre-ordered because pre-ordered Brand of Sacrifice. Didn't know what it sounded like. Only heard the singles. Pre-ordered Zombie 2. 
only heard one song and for this i only heard devastation which i didn't really like at the time and the past is dead but i was like you know what i'm a Beartooth fan i have everything else might as well and while i was at it i also threw in the uh, tie-dye hoodie and sweatpants so i have a full-on tie-dye sweatsuit (laughs) (laughs) that's beautiful it'll be here on monday i'll take pics See, you know, I fucked up because in the exact opposite fashion as yourself, um, I did not order Zombie 2. I did not order uh, Below, and there was one other one that I forgot as well, and I I loved them all. I I fucked up, had to eat my words. But uh, getting back into it, uh, Fed Up. I love this huge energy build at the beginning. Like, I feel like it comes off of the past is dead and it like puts you back into that. My like, okay, yeah, now right. we're fucking serious, you know, cause they're fed up, but yeah, it keeps it pretty much the entire time. So you just strap the fuck in right now. They're fed up. Like, we're fucking doing this. They were already mad to begin with, and now they're really mad. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I feel like it gives the album some time to breathe because it brings a different kind of energy than the songs before it and what's to follow it. And I think that's good for the album because they could have done this in a way that was a detriment. Like they could have slowed things down, mm-hmm. but instead, he decided to ramp things up. I think it worked super great. Getting into why it worked great guitar panning in the verse in the little breaks i love that i think that it just really kept the vibe going on there it kept the track interesting first of all like i feel like that sets it apart from a lot of other people who would just you know play through it normally Mm -hmm. but having like the the call and response guitars going on like that was so cool i really enjoyed that i appreciate it it's like a little like the producers playing the music sometimes you know i like that but yeah it's cool to listen for so i i think that it was an enjoyable listen it was an active listen which is very important right and bass is observable in this but it's kind of lost under the constant guitar and it's heavy right. distortion but it is observable you can hear it so whenever they released the single he had hopped on twitch like an hour before it came out and was like giving commentary about the song and stuff and you know just reading comments and stuff mm-hmm. and i was like this could have been a good tony hawk pro skater song yeah and he saw my comment he was like you know what if one of my songs ended up on tony hawk pro skater i would love that so caleb shomo like habitually um i guess doesn't realize like the amount of clout he has or at least i don't think he does yeah because like for me anyway that's a household name right you know it's either Attack Attack or Beartooth, you know? So everybody knows who Caleb Shomo is. And I feel like if you were to reach out to Tony Hawk or, you know, who, who made it? EA? Something like that? And be like, hey, can we get our song on there? They would absolutely do it. This is like modern punk rock, which is exactly in line with Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I mean, if this was out in 2011, you know, at the skate park, I'd be bumping the fuck out of this for sure. It has those elements of the uh, classic punk rock. It has that vocal reverb, just the way the drums hit, the bell rides in there. It's almost like bad religion in a way. I get bad religion and I get uh, death specifically. (laughs) Yes, but the lyrics are straightforward which is what you would expect from a song like this. And again, it's not out of place for being a Beartooth song. No, absolutely not. No, this is definitely like a good linear progression for Beartooth. Um, I hope that they keep this up in the future and they do keep this up. Spoilers for most of the album. You hope that they keep this up and don't get fed up. I hope that they do not get fed up with fed up and keep being fed up 
so that way we can keep getting more fit ups. All right. So con wise, did he have any? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I just wish they'd do more gallop picking. Pretty much, that's it. I can completely get down with that. Initially, I had some cons, but you know what? Talking through the song, mm-hmm. this happens sometimes. Our cons end up being stuff that we overthought. So the things I may have just disliked about this song were taking the song too seriously, which again, this is music. Don't always take it too seriously. So I give this song one point. Absolutely. I gave it a whole point as well. And uh, I, I think it deserves every bit of that point. This is one of my favorites on the album. The next song up on this album is Dominate. So going into this album, Caleb had kind of, he explained that this would be a different album for Beartooth, which you get to this song and you can hear that difference. You know, I could see where the mentality could be construed as negative, like being very aggressive, no Mm -hmm. pun intended, you know, being very outward about your emotions, being like, fuck it, you know, that kind of thing. It it can be an unhealthy thing, but like I very much so I don't let things get to me, you know, and that's what I got out of this was like, just dominate, bro. Exactly. And the darkness for me comes out through the instrumentals, which I'm glad that he's the musician that he doesn't have to make everything so literal. When he says darkness, that doesn't have to come through the lyrics or the vocals that's conveyed through the instrumental. So huge kudos that he's able to express himself through different elements. Yeah, and definitely does that again. And more gallop picking, and I fucking love it. I love the thrashiness. Like, Caleb Shomo is the thrash of this scene. Like, he he wins. Cliff Burton would be proud. He's just the reincarnation of Dimebag. And it's not a huge surprise. He started that on songs like Dead, and then Always Dead on Aggressive. I love those songs. Definitely. I, I think what makes it so good is that, like... All of the instruments are on the same like level, be it vocals, be it, you know, drums, bass, guitar. All of them are like in the same headspace mm-hmm. and all of them are played with the same amount of fervor as the other one. And even the lyrics kind of match it too. Yeah. Some better than others, but by and large, which is very important. And it just gives you like a very complete sound. And I think that's why this is so good. I think it's just very complete. It's very studied and it's executed super well. For sure. The instrumental is powerful and the lyrics match exactly. The song is about Caleb learning how to thrive and you get that full picture just like you mentioned. No, definitely. And you you can feel that in the song. Like Dominate was not meant to like impose upon somebody else. Not in that sense. It's meant to be like self-empowering, self-empowering. Yeah. Be assertive, you know, get what you want. Uh, go out and do something, you know, like, and this is the first time we hear him ever talk like this. So I am happy for Caleb. I am very happy for Caleb. I, I just was not a fan of like the, the victimist lyrics in the past and just hearing him be like, you know, I'm going to fucking do this. Like I'm the guy, you know, I feel like that is just puts everybody else in the list. They could be like, I'm the guy, I'm the girl. Cause I am listening to this fucking song and it's just, you know, it gets you in that headspace. So it's very nice. 
I feel like everyone knew that Caleb was the guy except for Caleb. Essentially, yes. <laughs> like that's another thing like why I would never got this. I was like, "Bro, you got this. Like you're, <laughs> yeah. you're doing it." <laughs> yeah, exactly, but again, the drums are insane in this. Like it just gets better. And the breakdown is simple, but it's powerful. And then the lyrics, when I return, I'll be stronger than I've ever been. So there's so much power to this song. And as being a listener, that gets conveyed and you feel that yourself. I definitely agree. It it translates to feeling um, incredibly well. And I feel like that's something that he went into when he wrote all of these songs, this one especially, is that he wanted them to translate to emotion, to thought in a very specific way. And I feel like... It, it worked very well. Something I'd like to note, this chorus in here, fabulous. I think you said that. But the transitions from the verse, or sorry, the transitions from the chorus to the verse are positively seamless. Like, you don't even notice it happened. And then the last one, like, kind of kind of in the middle, I guess, does not transition how you think. Like, those blasty boys at the end of that first chorus just, just hit just right, and then, like, just drops the scream down, like, prime. Now, I just want to say, like, album placement. This song conveniently comes up after Fed Up. So, last song, he was saying, you know, I'm fed up with all this stuff. And in this song, he's saying, I've got this. That self-confidence, you know? Yeah. It's very much felt. It's conveyed. I got it. I hate to speak for you, but I imagine you give this song a point. I do, yes. Okay, I give this song a point as well. All right. So, up next, we have No Return. Narratively speaking, on this song, kind of going off of what we just said about Fed Up and Dominate, the lyrics in the song feel like a continuation and a progression from previous Beartooth albums. I definitely agree with that. The lyricism kind of, I guess, piggybacks off of, I related it to anyway, uh, Disease the most. Yeah. I really enjoy it, though. I didn't like Disease that much. There was like one or two on there that I was like, oh, yeah, I can fuck with this. But by and large, it wasn't for me. And the thing that kind of sucks about that is, like, I love their orange theme that they had going on, the imagery with, like, the snake and the woman. All of that looked awesome. That's when they introduced the Bluetooth bee as part of their, like, symbol. I didn't even notice that (laughs) until just now. (laughs) Yeah, it looks just like uh, the Bluetooth symbol, but... It does. There's a fucking lead in the pre-chorus and in the chorus (laughs) that is straight 2010... Miss May I. And that makes me so happy. See, like, I I feel like he just takes all of the best stuff (laughs) from the scene. Yeah. Like, really, it's so well studied. He's like, okay, they did this incredibly well, so I'm going to, you know, use this stylistically. And, you know, they used to do this super well, so I'm going to use that stylistically. And then we're just looking at the art. Like, he just bought all the best paints, and this is what we got. But no, it it works super duper well. I know exactly what you're talking about, too. So first of all, I want to talk about the fall off from that first chorus. And it brings that bouncy main riff back again. Mm -hmm. Very smart. I like that. You know, it kind of follows that structure again. But I feel like they changed it up just a little bit. And the melody and rhythm are panned. And like they finish each other's licks in the chorus. Super nice. 
love that. It was so smart. It's just a little tidbit that just sets it apart, and I love it. Now, the chorus isn't exactly sing-along, but it has that flow that's fun to listen to. And the lyrics and saying that I'm hurting's getting old, I can tell. It just kind of feels like, you know, what we've talked about. He's being self-aware, and that's something that previous albums weren't, like, so... I guess the best at being because like he was writing these things and even though he's writing them, he doesn't exactly, I guess, get the message that he's putting out there. But this time it's like, I know that I'm saying that I've been hurting and everything, but this time he's confronting these problems rather than dwelling in them. I definitely agree with that. And I had that notion, um, like right at the, the build up to the breakdown, he says, uh, do you feel it? It's rock bottom. And you finally have a reason. It's do or die. I'll see you when you're breathing. So that line of lyrics makes me think anyway that the old Caleb has died with, you know, whatever band of people um, were keeping him in that negative light. And he, he's gone. Like, he's not returning. There's yeah. no return. <laughs> and that breakdown is just straight out, straight out of disgusting album days. Like, that's there for, like classic og fans and that's what like i would like to hear and he had posted this breakdown on instagram a few months ago and i completely forgot about this but i'm just glad that this made made it to the album because this is one that's it's looking forward he has a message of moving forward lyrically and just how he's doing himself but instrumentally it's taking a look into the past and combining those two things to be like just wonderful so i i have two things first of all that breakdown it proceeds to fall the fuck off break the fuck off bust the fuck off mm-hmm. i don't know what they are doing to those poor guitars <laughs> but I, I don't think they're happy and i think i like it but at the end when caleb's voice kind of like cracks and goes out and he kept it yeah i love that they kept that in there because it, it does it brings me back to disgusting when he he had that like that ah, cough yeah. cough and then keeps going and it was just so raw and it was so different because nobody was doing that except for maybe stray from the path i think so i think we've spoke so highly about the song would you say this is a favorite because for me like this is up there like not even waiting till the end uh yes this is this is on my favorites list and it is on my gym playlist which i'm gonna start doing again soon same here i'm getting a little i'm getting my santa claus cheeks back so yeah no this is it's too many cinnamon lattes <laughs> too many too many chai lattes bro all right so did you have any cons for this no i had not a one i had no cons for this either it's such a good listen so i gave this song one point also yes also a point for me i I absolutely love this song it's one of my favorites this year so the next song up is phantom pain So I know we're reviewing an album, but just to uh, let our listeners know a little bit about my personal life, I'm starting like doing hot sauces and like growing peppers and things. So my company name is Phantom. Yeah. (laughs) And it's hot peppers. So Phantom Pain, like not planned. 
at all. Hey, uh, hey, Caleb, can we get a, a partnership? Hmm? Bear tooth, uh, some bear tooth hot sauce. I'm just saying, so I named it Phantom because of I'm growing ghost peppers, so Phantom. Right. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, for the song, how did you feel about this song? It was very strange. It, it gave me a lot of mixed emotions that weren't unwelcome, but like it's not more chill than any track on here, but like yeah. somehow I get that vibe from it, like that it's supposed to be like chill, like everything's okay. I'll be honest, I don't love the rhyming in the intro lyrics or the instrumental. No. And this is another song that he had like posted him recording the intro on Instagram. Yes. And I had found that video. I didn't know what what the part went to. But even when I watched that video, I was like, I don't really care for the rhyming in this. And turns out when applied to a song... I still don't really care for it. No, I definitely think that might be the the weak spot in the album. I mean, all albums have weak spots. Yeah. Um, if I had to point to one on this one, I would say it's probably that. Um, it feels maybe a little cheap, which I guess we're, you know, if, if the rest of the songs are Wagyu, I, I mean, it's not bad, but. This is like flank for you. Flank steak. Yeah, this, this is this is flank. This is some skirt steak, you know. And, and for that reason, it feels like a disease B-side to me because it doesn't flow well. And the chorus very much reminds me of the uh, melody in the song Greatness or Death. I very much so get that. And again, I'm, I'm glad that those old songs have like carried over into this newer one because mm-hmm. I feel like this album is going to get a lot of attention from people who maybe didn't give uh, Beartooth a chance in the past because of the lyrics Mm -hmm. whereas this one is much more uplifting so i think this one will get a lot of fans and i think that them having that you know homage to the old stuff is both good for the old fans and for the new for sure and i feel like we may have discounted the song a little bit too much starting off with the cons but the breakdown in the song just has a groove to it and then there's a holdout and the end breakdown just reminds me of something that would have been on the sick EP with mm-hmm. it just having that rawness to it. It has the feedback and it just feels like he's going all in, which is a good way to end a song like this. I absolutely love that breakdown. Like, it's just fucking mad. Okay. You, you have that whole breakdown feedback. You think the song's over and it's back. So this song for me, like Devastation, I'm not skipping this song. If I'm listening to the album, it's not something that I'm going to go out of my way to listen to, no. but I'm not going to skip it. So point wise, I give this song half a point. I gave this one a whole point. I was going to give it half a point, but I also... I have a secret love for like bass with fuzz on it. And I feel like nobody else does that. And I've actually heard other bassists trash fuzzy bass. Oh yeah. But I, I really enjoy it. And I was so glad that it was on here that I, I was like, you know what? Nobody else is doing this. I have to give it a point. So the next song up is skin. I'm so Did you say cinnamon? <laughs> cinnamon latte? You know when you go to Starbucks, you order a drink, you sit down, you take a sip, and you're like, oh, that's wrong. 
So you go back up to the counter to the barista and you're like, hey, this is the wrong drink. I can't drink this. And she's like, why? And you're like, well, it's a chai latte. I, I'm so uncomfortable with this cinnamon. I need you to make my fucking drink again. So yeah, that was the result of Jay sitting in traffic. If you did not understand <laughs> what we were talking about earlier in the review, that's where it comes from. Yep, I was stuck in traffic today in Baltimore. It's an hour and a half drive for me, and I left at 3 o'clock. I didn't get home until well after 6.30. It was nuts. So I just put this album on repeat, and I kept coming back to skin and stopping. And I was just like, mm. My average mileage for that, Blake is pointing out, was uh, 7.9 miles an hour for three hours. And what's crazy is that, you know, when I hear the chorus of this, like, I know it says... I'm so tired of the skin I'm in, but it sounds like cinnamon. It does. Yes, that's that's the joke. Which isn't the worst thing that I guess you could hear it would say. I actually really enjoy cinnamon, so don't knock me. <laughs> okay. I just thought it was funny. But I appreciate the different guitar tone in the intro of the song. And I think that Caleb's usage of rhythm and guitars is just underrated in a way. Because it just gets overlooked mm -hmm. as being like using power chords, sounding like 80s rock. But I mean, rhythm creates dynamic because it creates space. Because if he's just playing every note in a bar, that gets boring. No, definitely. The progressive picking on this just does it so well. Especially on this song, I feel like the, the vibe's right. The tempo's right, and it just it just got some grit to it. You know, it's nice and choppy, and you know, you just want to bang your head to it. You want to get up and move to it. I could not because I was strapped to a vehicle, so that's why I wound up sending Snapchats. Right. <laughs> and I like the lyrics in this because one of the lines is, I've been hearing people say they don't have any pain. They've been finding every answer. It's just me that's insane. And as someone who deals with depression and anxiety, people saying stuff like that can make you feel worse. So it's nice to be able to relate with the song that's saying, hey, I feel crazy sometimes. And you listening to this, at least you can relate with someone. Which I feel like, you know, they've always tried to do that. That attempt to relate to people um, is always been very much so a part of Beartooth. I don't think they've ever been like outwardly marketing that, but you'd be dumb to not stumble out of that. And it feels genuine because there's some bands out there that's like you can feel that they're trying to uh, make their fandom feel a certain way or like, I don't know, this one's for the underdogs, motionless and white. <laughs> like, <laughs> but the lyrics in this like are feel very genuine and it feels like it comes from a good place rather than trying to make some merch sales off of a relatable lyric line. So, yeah, we, we have very good songwriting in this on all fronts. Um, it's nothing like crazy impressive. It's not intricate, but it works so very well because of that just completeness of it. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the breakdown at a minute 45. It has a very interesting riff. So this is already into the breakdown, by the way. It moves up chromatically after each run mm -hmm. to like finish it off. And I absolutely love that. 
and then the the higher register pinch harmonic in there matches that chromatic the last note in the chromatic uh progression like where the fuck does that come from and then the fuzzy <laughs> like, bass comes right in afterward fucking fuzzy bass bro and i don't know i just love that that's that's a prog trick like that's that's in a lot of like technical deathcore in prog is chromatic uh progressions yeah. but I, I really like seeing it in here it was like i don't know it, it's really neat it, it just adds like an extra little oomph like a little nastiness in there because technically it doesn't work so yeah it was nice it added some flair to it so we typically don't do this but i found caleb's quote for the song he said skin is the most easy listening kind of song that you're going to get on this album it's definitely more melody driven which i get personally a little more pop a little bit more vibey but lyrically, this one means a lot to me. And musically, I was super happy with the composition, and it just gave a new flavor to the album. Spot on. From the artist. Spot on. And as the listener, I completely agree with that. Well, I made all of those summations without hearing that quote. So, yeah. I mean, it translated very well, Mr. Shomo. You did a great job there. Now, I've not got the chance to check out the music video yet, but I've really enjoyed every other music video they've done for this album so far the past is dead was one that i really liked and just from a music video perspective i know that caleb still is like at the helm of writing everything but this one feels like a more band effort if that makes sense yeah no it definitely like has other personalities in it i think mm -hmm. or maybe he was influenced in a different way on this one than the other tracks but it, it definitely has like a like a different vibe to it. Somebody else has their finger in this cake. So con-wise, did you have anything for this? I had no cons whatsoever for skin, um, and I gave it a whole point. I'd give it two points, honestly. All right, so you're saying you would give this song two points just for the hell of it? Uh, I'm not going to give it two points, but I would. <laughs> All right, well, the next song up is Hell of It. Yet another song that fits the album, and uh, this is, I don't know if you would agree, but kind of bordering the line of being like a Rob Zombie kind of song. I definitely got that. This track is just, I don't know, if, if you were to like close your eyes and just picture the word metal yeah <laughs> this is this is the theme song like I, I feel like it just has like grind it has the riff it has the swing and brutality and it just kills it around every turn like the chorus slaps they hit you with that groove but it like keeps it fast moving so the energy's up it, it's really a prime choice they did great on this and right before the breakdown is like this sing along with like just a bass drum hitting mm. and then it just comes in with that groove it's like a slow groove and then it sounds like a keg getting hit i don't know what that is i think it's the snare i think it's just like all dry and like reverb i, I don't know it, it's very strange are you sure it's not clown like 50 feet away just like hitting a keg yeah no it, it's definitely definitely based i think anyway but i i really enjoyed it i thought that it was unique we we don't hear that a lot it's an odd choice but it works it's almost like i want to call it like a dubstep inspired tactic here 
I can see that, but it's like he's using the kill switch on the guitar, mm-hmm. and that almost feels like paying some homage to more not classic rock, but I don't know. That's something that you would expect Buckethead to use. Definitely is something Buckethead uses. Yeah, but yeah, no that that either either a kill switch or like a gated phaser. Yeah, but it, it definitely works super well. I, I love seeing stuff like that. I think the song is like it's not basic. But I think to take this song too seriously would be like, as the listener, don't take this too seriously. It's just a fun metal song. Yeah. Why do you make it? For the hell of it. You know? (laughs) Exactly. So any cons? Uh, No. No, I have no cons. I gave this song one point. One point for you as well. Uh, Yeah, just for the hell of it. The next song is I Won't Give It Up. So this one comes in like much calmer than the last track. It has like more of like a, I don't know, skate punk vibe going on in the verse and uh, moving into like a pop punk area chorus. um, If you want to paint that weather map with me. But like you said, this starts off with like that, not really pop punk, but it's just like it has a drive to it. And I would also see this on Tony Hawk. Like, I think I'm going to need to do a second Tony Hawk Pro Skater playlist because this album is full with songs that I would love to play that game to. It would be very below heavy. So that definitely. But the lead guitar parts in the intro kind of help individualize the song and break up what can get kind of monotonous in the power chord riffs at times. And the chorus is just absolutely spot on with being catchy. Like, I cannot not sing along to this song. Yeah, no, definitely. This has an absolutely just, uh, I don't know. It's again, that completeness, it just works all together. And then you get to that breakdown and it just has an absolutely vicious chug line in there. It's very straightforward. Yeah. It's not my favorite on this album, but it just, it just fucking works. It just gives it at all. And I think it'd be really cool to see live. I would love to see this live. And I have to say, Caleb Shomo has found how to build an album, I guess. Because on a lot of albums, you get to song 10 and you're kind of like no longer invested. You're checked out. You're like, okay, this album may have a few like more like hits to give, but this one just is relentless and it keeps that pace. It's strong. And again, this feels like a classic Beartooth song. It gives you that thrash in the verses, but has that sing-along chorus. The bridge in the song just has a nice change of pace. The guitars actually speed up instead of slowing the song down. And the refrain, as genius lyrics like to reference that part, before the last chorus, is just a nice dynamic transition from the bridge to go back into the chorus. Altogether, I think it was very well put together. I think that uh, they did a great job on it, and uh, I like this. It's kind of like a homage back to simpler simpler songs, and I think it does the album well. So, point-wise, what did you give this? I gave this one a whole point. I think there's no reason to knock it. For sure, and I gave this song one point, so no cons from either of us. So, next up, we have The Answer. Fully away from- 
So much like the last track, I feel like this one's a little more chill. It doesn't let you forget that this is a metal album by any means, but I feel like it just doesn't go hard as fuck, you know, Mm -hmm. at first. This is very sing-songy, verse and chorus both, and then we hit, like, that two-minute mark, and it's all downhill from there. Now, I do have to say, the lyrics in the song are kind of cryptic to me, and I'm not sure exactly what kind of emotion is supposed to be conveyed through this, because the lyrics literally say, pulling away from my emotions now, so Hmm. I don't know what to feel with this song. I have no idea. I don't know. Was there a question presented for this to be the answer? I'm really not sure. Like in this song, the the chorus is catchy, of course, and the bridge in this is just like a nice little rock break that doesn't get too deep, and it's just a brief change to get back into the chorus, but everything else, like chorus-wise, like verses, it's pretty much just more of the same of what we liked throughout the rest. So speculating here, and just kind of like doing the math, you know, he lyrically, this is the last song. Because the the actual last song on this album is instrumental. So lyrically, this would be the end of the story for this album. I wonder if um, somewhere in the lyrics for this song is, you know, he's he's evolving in this album. He's becoming a different person. Mm -hmm. He said that the old him has died at this point. So maybe in the lyrics for this track... You know, he, he found what he needed to find. Uh, so maybe that's why it's the answer, which also makes sense why it's the last track. That completely makes sense. I don't really have anything else for this track. I mean, it sounds good. This tends to happen with reviews. It's like we're towards the end. It sounds good. Like you just have to listen to it. <laughs> I, I've said that like 30 times at this point, but you know, you, you just have to listen to it. I So this one, I'll, I'll add a little, a little meat and potatoes to this. I think the breakdown buildup was just nasty and it delivers and that's wonderful. I just think that this was like kind of an odd track though, like just structure wise, it was just very asymmetrical and a little untraditional but i honestly i think i would have rather the the funky chords in the second half of the song mm-hmm. with the very scrapey picking and maybe like a clean portion guitar solo something like that to like just send it the fuck off yeah um rather than that breakdown so point wise what did you give this i gave this one half a point i just don't think it flows very well And honestly, I gave this song one point initially, but kind of talking through it, like you said, there's not too many meat and potatoes with the song. And if there is, like, I'm not getting it. I don't think the song hurts the album. I think it sounds fine. It's just, it doesn't really do a whole lot for me, but it's not awful. It's not detrimental. My deduction in points is definitely a taste thing and not so much like a something wrong with it thing. For me, it's just the cryptic lyric side. Maybe if the lyrics had been different for this, I would have felt differently. Like instrumentally, I thought it was fine. Just lyrically, I would have liked something else. I mean, they definitely mean something to Caleb, but me, first of all, not as like an avid fan. I can't figure it out. So, I mean, if you as a serious fan can't figure it out, like I have no hope. So we have one last song and it's The Last Riff.
So this reminded me a little bit of Suicide Season, the song, with that slow buildup. I really enjoyed it. This just kills it. And yes, I, I definitely feel that. Those drums, I feel like they're just really driving this whole thing. And I feel like they had a lot of space to breathe in this, mm -hmm. which is really nice because you actually get to like hear them in their fullness and hear him like go through the symbols and stuff like that. And that's super cool. I, I really enjoy that. So this is just pure speculation, but I feel like there were vocals put to this and everything. And then they just muted them in the session and was like, you know what? This ends the album better. I could see that. Because I think that this is a good way for the album to end by conveying emotion through the instrumental rather than lyrically telling you what the emotion is. I also think that, you know, if this was meant to be like an uplifting album and, you know, you were supposed to gain maturity or gain some kind of help, you know, insert an adjective there, so, some kind of like help from this album. I think that it's kind of nice to just be able to interpret this in a way that you want to and not having lyrics on there to narrate the story leaves it open to exactly that. For sure. And I think this is a way, way better ending to an album than something like Sick and Disgusting that was on the Disgusting album or a song like Clever that was at the end of Disease because those songs left you in a pretty shitty place, honestly, at least for me emotionally. And this is just, it has a little bit of darkness to it, but there's also like, I guess a feeling of hope. Like, I guess instrumental, it leaves it open for interpretation. It's like things are still kind of shitty, but at the same time, it's moving towards a better direction. Yeah, this very much so, I definitely think, is supposed to be just kind of that open for interpretation thing. Everything in here can really stretch its bones, first of all, so you get to hear everything in its full timber. And uh, I, I feel like it's just a statement. You know, you can take whatever you learned from this album, whatever you took away from it and apply it to the last riff. And that's I feel like that's a song for the listener. And you know what? They put this at the end of the album and they didn't make this an interlude or anything. So perfect placement. No, definitely. I, I feel like, you know, this couldn't be anywhere else. And it really works right here. It's just one big nasty fest. And I love it. You can have high energy to the song. You can be mad to the song. You can be happy to the song. You can go mosh to it. It's just a great time or a terrible time. It's just however you want to go into it. It's yours to interpret. I don't know how much you really have listened to instrumental music. I've listened to enough in my day. I've written enough of it in my time. So even though this is an instrumental, I can kind of like hear in my head what the vocals would have sounded like. Most definitely. I, I listen to like a lot of Polyphia, a lot of Ollie Steele, uh, stuff like that. And uh, I definitely get that because like there's some things like especially with Polyphia, you, you want like a rapper on there or something because they have that hip hop drive. Mm -hmm. And this one definitely I could I could see somebody just going the fuck to town with some like gutturals on there. It would be very impressive. Did you have any cons at all for this? I think they could have cut down the feedback. <laughs> at the end the same way they could have circumcised it at the beginning so you're giving them feedback on their feedback this is the feedback feedback um i hope you appreciate my feedback on your feedback and we would appreciate your feedback well the only Can cons i, I had <laughs> were that i couldn't find the lyrics anywhere lol <laughs> 
Genius just wasn't doing <laughs> yeah. it for you. Yeah, Genius, not on AZ Lyrics, nothing, not on Apple Music. I don't even have Apple Music. It's the worst thing out there for music. <laughs> Get it together, Beartooth. Get your lyrics out there. The last riff, you know, you have to tell us what those are. This has been a really fun review. And if you've been a longtime listener, I really hope that that's like shown through. We don't really get to have these kind of conversations with music very often because before this year, there was like some pretty bad releases that we talked about. And when you talk negatively about music, it's not that fun. But like talking about music that we like and that resonates with us, we get to have more fun with it. So that being said, Derek, out of a half a point, because there's no lyrics here, (laughs) what did you give this song? I gave this song half a point out of half a point, which we should mention. We give interludes, intros, instrumentals only half a point because it's not a full song. This wasn't like a full attempt. So either zero points or half a point. Also a half a point for me. So neither one of us deducted anything on this track. Total grade wise. What was your total grade? I gave this an 11 out of 11.5, which I could not believe that I gave a Beartooth album only a half a point detriment. And for me, I gave this album 10 out of 11.5, which for me, that's a good grade. Yes, yeah, definitely. You're definitely a little harsh on those. I know how I interact with Beartooth music, and I always want to be like super high on it when it first comes out. But I'm trying to think of this album as more of like, just to be honest, six months from down the road from now, how am I going to feel about this music? Because I could sit here and be like, oh, it's 11.5 out of 11.5, perfect album. But I know that a few months down the road, I'm not going to feel as high about some songs. And I just want to go ahead and be honest with it now. That way, I'm honest with you all. I know how I feel about the album myself because we're halfway through the year. We don't have much more time until album of the year material. I don't think this will be album of the year for me, personally. Same for me, but I think it will at least be in my top 10. Oh, for sure in the top 10. Probably even high up on the top 10, I, I, I think. Just, just based on the honesty in this album alone. But uh, Derek, what were your favorite songs on this album? So my favorite songs were No Return, The Past is Dead, and I Won't Give It Up. What about you? I had I shared No Return with you, and then Dominate and The Last Riff was my, my last one. I just really enjoyed The Last Riff, man. So let's talk about expectations. How did it compare to what you were expecting? Honestly, I was expecting another disease. Having listened to Devastation when it came out, I feel like that could have been a good linear progression from disease. I feel like it kind of fit in. I was not expecting this, (laughs) (laughs) which was something entirely different. Uh, This was fast. It was catchy. And I I was expecting clearly Caleb Shomo, uh, you know, just just his regular antics, I guess, Mm. Um, which there was. But I got something very innovative and I got something that was very honest. I was not expecting that. And I definitely expected, you know, that kind of like Vic to be lyricism again that I, I feel like doesn't really help anybody. But again, that's just my opinion. But uh, no, this was definitely uplifting. I actually gained a lot from this and I really enjoyed it quite a bit. So uh, how about you? What were you expecting? This album was better than I expected. And I want to talk about expectations when it comes to not only this album, but any album or song release, whatever it is. I think that 
A band has maybe 50% responsibility to write good music. At the same time, I think it's a listener's responsibility to come in at least 50%. Meet a band halfway. Mm -hmm. Try to be reasonable with your expectations because if a band does their very best and they really put in the work, none of that is going to matter if you come in with low expectations. Like If you come in not wanting to like it, that's on you. That's not on the band. And I think that's something that we've tried to be better about this year is trying to remove our biased thoughts Mm -hmm. about not liking something because honestly, I wasn't expecting much out of this album because I figured it would kind of be like disease, which wasn't a spectacular album because it had songs that were completely out of place. Now, this isn't a perfect album, but I think it's their most cohesive and their most honest album. I definitely agree with that. I, I really wasn't expecting something that was to be in the form of like medicine, I guess. Yeah. Um, I was expecting something to like try to relate with people who were maybe going through the same mental issues and the same issues that Caleb was having or had or is having. And it was meant to like relate to them. But this very much so was like, I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to. F- you know, I'm going to get at it. I'm going to do it. So I just... In a non-generic way. In a very, yeah, very non-generic, very objective way and a very honest way. So with all that, like I was just blown away by it. I really was not expecting that. And it's not something that you see very often either. Right. He used different vocabulary than just going for the cheap lyrics of, oh, you've got this, you can do this, or I believe in myself. I'm Right. It's not inspiration core. And this album certainly has its highs. It has its lows, and that's just life sometimes. It's not always just like this constant high. It's not always this constant low. For the most part, it's pretty right in the middle. You're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. And this album is very real in that way. Absolutely. So, Derek, will you be listening to this again? <laughs> I feel like that's a dumb question to ask. <laughs> For sure. Especially where this is midsummer, not the movie, but where this is coming out. Right before July, I'm going to be blasting this in the car, listening to this at work. I wish maybe this had come a little bit sooner in the year, but I'm happy with like it coming out now because it's better than waiting till September to get an album. What about you? Absolutely. I'll be uh, I'll be playing this heavily. You know, earlier I had the windows down in the car and everything sitting in traffic, just enjoying myself singing along. And it was a great feeling like it really was. It just has that vibe to it. And honestly, it's good all year long, like but summer especially. Did you like the album artwork? I did. I, I really enjoyed it. They clearly have that thrash initiative. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like the, the cover art was very much so in that ballpark. Um, but it's like a very epic picture right. in a graveyard and all that. It's very neat. I liked it. And it has a skeleton on a motorcycle and his name is Barry. Oh, he has a name. So he's like Iron Maiden. Which is just like our mascot named Polly. <laughs> so Polly and Barry be best friends. If you didn't know that naming the your your metal mascot, I guess, uh, kind of comes from Iron Maiden, who has their signature zombie guy named Eddie. <laughs> right. Now you know. Before we go, I just want to give a big thank you to everyone who listened to the full episode. I just want to shout out all the people who subscribe to our Patreon. You all are the absolute best. 
Absolutely. And again, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Poolside Podcast, no punctuation. And if you want bonus content, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash poolside podcast. This has been our review of Beartooth's newest album below. We hope you enjoyed it. And thanks again for listening. My name's Derek. My name is Jay. And you'll hear us next week.